One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not later. Who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song. But hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up. So here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to an inferiority complex providing our theme song. Welcome. It is October 8th, 2023. My name is Zach Weber, and joining me today is the Porteous with the Mortius, Chris. I'm finally canceling Disney Plus. Yay. And we have the Grand Admiral Zanger. Yes. I'm I'm back in the in the main Star Wars universe now. What will I do? Nothing? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> And we have, for I have become destroyer of retail, Joe Yazo. Hello. Good to be back. And we have, insert cute nickname here, Russ. Oh, sorry. I was looking off into the distance majestically in front of us. Oh, man. I'm here. It's beautiful. All right. And we have, much like a certain individual coming through between the world between worlds, the Bard of Vader making his return after roughly 18 months, Rob. I uh, I feel right at home after all this time because I think all of the jokes that the other co-hosts just made very much reflect how I felt about these episodes that I watched and what I have to say. So thank you for having me back, and I can't wait to get into it. Wait, well, oh. wait a second. We're we're not doing the episode where we talk about the best lightsaber fight mathematically. <laughs> That's not this episode. Hey, hey I said it on there. I'll say it again. I don't have those notes pulled up, but that algorithm is so simple. I know it off the top of my head. So we could do that. How does the uh, Ahsoka Anakin fight rank up? You know, everybody give their rankings. <laughs> All right. We do just the Morgan Elspeth Ahsoka fight from this, not from Mandalorian, just from this. Perfect. <laughs> no, but so we are discussing episode seven and eight. After the fun we had with Rob watching the final episode of season two of The Mandalorian, where Rob's just like, it doesn't make sense. Why would Luke Skywalker show up? Why shouldn't it should have been Ahsoka? And it's Rob just yelling for like 15 minutes about how stupid a creative decision this was. Um, how could we not bring Rob back? But like everything else uh, Knights of Vader related is a con- contrived way. So – Rob, do you want to describe to the audience what notes I told you how to watch Ahsoka in preparation for this recording? Oh, a- absolutely. On a television. Uh, well, uh, I, I think, Zenger, get ready. Zach was much more restrictive than that. <laughs> uh, he emailed me a Pepsi Blue bottle. <laughs> uh, so, so Zach reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know, Ahsoka's ending. And I was like the character and he's like no the show and i said oh i didn't know that was a thing uh that's how far removed i am from this uh but he reached out to me he wanted me to be on knights of vader for this and i said sure what what should i watch and i think it was i said that to the group here we're on that uh group chat and i got a lot of different answers i think i believe chris it was you you said episode five was everything uh i think somebody yeah, else said i like i like six better but yeah, six okay six sorry yeah yeah i might be misremembering the numbers but then someone said just the finale that was me. I, I feel like someone said, don't watch it at all or something like that. Um, uh, but then Zach came to me and uh, uh, before, thankfully, I'd watched any of it. I was planning on just watching 
five and eight, which uh, the reason I wanted to watch five, uh, I'll get into as we discuss it more. Um, but Zach hit me up and he was like, look up some summaries for one and two, watch three, four, five, and six. Once you're done watching those middle four episodes, take a pause and write down what do you think's going to happen in the final two, final two episodes of this season? So that's what I did. And you even said to me, Zach, you were like, oh, do you want, if you want to watch them, you know, uh, for your own edification, that's fine. If you want to look up a summary, that's fine. But Zach, you really hit home to me that you wanted me to watch that middle chunk of the season and then give my predictions. And that's how I took it. So yesterday, I somehow found the time. I woke up real early. I watched uh, three and four. And then after I got back home last night, I watched five and six, slept on them. This morning, I made my predictions. I sent them over to Zach, and Zach, very rightfully, I said to you, I'm giving these to you with no knowledge of where this goes. I would love for, uh, as Zach does, to read some of my predictions because I think some of the ways I refer to these characters is what he finds funniest more than anything. Uh, everybody look at my Zencaster name right here. <laughs> Blonde-haired lady. Um, <laughs> oh! I did not watch. So, and I have to admit this. I know we're here, and I'm probably, you know, making a mistake here, but this episode is going to be titled for Spotify and Podbeat and all those things, Ahsoka Episode 7 and 8. Full disclosure, I did not watch Episode 7 and 8. I read the Wikipedia summaries. I would have watched a YouTube summary like I did for episodes one and two, but the episode one and two summary I found was a nice, clean 10 minutes, 12 seconds. I could not find a summary for either episode seven or episode eight that was less than 20 minutes long. So I said, no, thank you. I have other things to do, like the dishes. (laughs) And I read the Wikipedia summary. And I don't want to jump the gun too far, Zach. From the Wikipedia summary, some of my predictions were correct. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So yes, only in my divine wisdom or demented wisdom, depending on how you're looking on it, um, would ask Rob to be part of this discussion and then tell him not to watch the main focal point of the discussion. I'm very proud of that. Um, So here are some of Rob's notes, and this is how it begins. What I think is going to happen in the last two episodes- Are you starting from the first one? He has a great book report. Did he write that as a title? He did. I did. I did. I'm a- I even said it earlier. I just took a teaching job. Russ, I'm an academic at heart. That never leaves me. <laughs> are, Zach, are you starting with the first bullet point? I I am starting. The first bullet point, everybody should know, is a joke that makes no sense until you read the second bullet point. <laughs> Perfect. This, this is how comedy is done, by the way. Take Perfect. notes, everybody. Oh, awesome, awesome. First bullet point. Ahsoka is going to show up to the Thrawn planet and have Geppetto and Pinocchio with her. Bullet point number two, Thrawn leaving the Monstro Graveyard Planet will not happen, but it will be delayed, likely because of Ray Stevenson trying to act on his own plans to stop the cycle of history, and so they have something to happen in season two. Well, uh, I mean, Bullet point three. Oh, hold on, end, hold on. I, ha- I have to interject right there. I don't know about you guys, but when in episode, what, four, I think, or maybe three, I don't remember exactly because I watched them so close together. They encounter the space whales, per, 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 pergillas, whatever Pergle. they are. Pergle. Pergles, you know. And I was like, they found Monstro's home planet, you know. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I know Kingdom Hearts is the wasteland for Disney properties that don't get advertisement otherwhere. That's why Big Hero 6 had a world <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts 3, because they had nothing else to do with it. I think maybe 10 years from now, they're going to go in Kingdom Hearts to this planet 
And Monstro is going to be like, you know, the outcast child of all these Star Wars big whale creatures. I'm calling it now, everybody. <laughs> all right. To this end, Sabine will have to team up with Ray Stevenson and blonde haired lady in order to do something against Thrawn and Morgan. As Ray Stevenson says, the enemy of my enemy is my friend for now. Also, blonde haired lady will have to do something to save Sabine, which may cause blonde haired lady's death. Ahsoka will meet up with Sabine, and any dealing with Sabine choosing to go with Ray Stevenson willingly will be swept under the rug. Jesus and, Christ! <laughs> little did you know that they would just split up, and maybe they would never, we would never see either of them. Anyway, that's the same. That's the same thing as the writers sweeping it under the rug, as far as I'm concerned. I take that as a check mark. <laughs> and it's hard hearing the word Ray Stevenson, being old enough to remember Ray Stevens, at least in the like cultural history of the streak. And now I'm picturing him every time you say that. All right. Ezra will die, but Mary, but Mary Elizabeth Winstead won't find out because they will leave that for the second season. No. Ahsoka won't fight Thrawn, but will have final showdowns with Ray Stevenson and the gold-faced Stormtrooper. No. We here, comes, here comes the best one. Something will happen with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's storyline that I will not care about at all <laughs> that, is, that is true and i don't want to spoil anything because i feel like the last sentence i write in this entire thing will encapsulate my feelings about that zach so please continue. oh yes that's that's this is the that was the shot the the chasers coming in a couple of bullet points and i do consider that from what i read on the wikipedia summary a completely accurate prediction of mine <laughs> yeah more or less sabine will use the force successfully at a key moment hooray <laughs> And enraged much of the internet for some strange reason where like they've been working. That was another, you know, you always have to track the outrage that comes out of each episode, especially a show like this. And that was the surprising one to me. All right. David Tennant robot will tell Sabine that it was wrong about her being a bad candidate for a Jedi. Still waiting. Very importantly, I want to mention that I use no gendered pronouns toward David Tennant robot. I called it it in that statement. Okay. I'm on brand. <laughs> Year and a half later, I'm on brand. <laughs> okay. Either Morgan will die or the other witches will die with Ahsoka killing them. And this will play into Thrawn not being able to leave the Monstro graveyard planet. And then the last bullet point is the season will end with all the characters stranded on Monstro graveyard planet because the hyperspace ring will get destroyed slash damaged. Ahsoka, Sabine, David Tennant robot, and maybe blonde haired lady, parenthetical, if she doesn't die, will be in hiding. Thrawn and Goldface Stormtrooper will have the high ground and be figuring out what to do, and they'll have Ray Stevenson in captivity. Mary Elizabeth Winstead will continue to be a lethargic, uninteresting actor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This I don't know if you want me here like anymore, I, 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 if you want me to leave so you can discuss it in full uh, unbiased nature, uh, but that was my take on what would happen in episodes seven and eight. So I cannot wait, wait to second. hear- Hold on. I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> the ring being destroyed is a fun concept because it becomes like Masters of the Universe there, where they've got the high ground, like Castle Grayskull or something, or like he's like the Skeletor <laughs> of the land. Thrawn, and he has all the good guys and the turtle people helping each other. Well, wait a second. I need to know an important question that we've seen to ignored. Rob, who did you think Merrick was, or Merrick, or whatever the 
crap his dumb name is. What what is the actual name? How, or what that where is was the that name. It doesn't matter. Where was it that might character? Be Skywalker. Where was that character referenced in the what I watched? He's the one who's killed by Ahsoka and then like bleeds green gas. And explodes into black. Oh, gas. the dude with the windmill lightsaber. Yes. Yeah. The I literally th- these I have notes on each episode that I did not send to Zach. One of my notes is literally, "Oh, this windmill lightsaber is pretty cool," and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like I was channeling the "and it's gone" from South Park. You know, um, I I did not know what that was. The only reason that I know that, well, at least maybe I don't know this uh, from the summary that I watched for episodes one and two, they called him an Inquisitor. Is that true? God dang it! This is this is amazing. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Here, here's the kicker, folks. This is how detached I am from this. I don't. I did not know what Inquisitors were until you guys made me play that horrible, horrible Fallen Order video game. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I thought he was cool, and then he died, and I was like, oh, I guess I shouldn't care about him. Like I, I like literally, he came across to me like as a most of the internet. Me. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, they have this habit of being like, hey, there's this cool guy. Check him out. And he's gone. But no, no, no. They got this gold face guy now. He, he's the cool guy. I was worried God about him. Damn, yeah. Ross, he, you have a point. He, he might do something. This guy might do something. Hold on, hold on. We got now. wait. Captain Phasma's coming in the future. Does he have a windmill? <laughs> she might one day do something as well. <laughs> I, Dang, Ross, I, you, you have a very cogent point of we couldn't have two really cool, mysterious, masked characters. I, One of them I, had to die. I do want to highlight that as Zach read through all those notes, and Zach, I did not expect you were going to go through them that quickly. I thought we were going to meter them out, but that's fine. Uh, I wanted to make this point regardless, however you went through them. The way that Zach read that is not only exactly how I wrote it. It's not something I wrote just because Zach and I speak very similar language. All of the names Nerd. I used for these characters... Yes, very much. Uh, all of the names I used for these characters are the names I used for them in my notes while I was watching these four episodes. So Ray Stevenson was Ray Stevenson to me. Ahsoka was Ahsoka, even though I know it's Rosario Dawson. Zach has inundated me enough with, you know, to check back five years earlier to the beginning of Cinemodities where he made me learn who Ahsoka was. That's ingrained in me. Um, I do not want it to be a slight, though. I call her blonde-haired lady. She's the um the apprentice of Ray Stevenson. Can anybody tell me what her actual character name was? Because I don't think I learned it in four episodes that I watched. Shin Hottie. Okay, that's a stupid name. I'm gonna stick with blonde hair lady. What are you talking about? She's from a long line of hotties. He- <laughs> Hey, I don't disagree with you there. Oh my god, Russ, you are on fire tonight. Here's the thing. I, I want to make sure everybody knows this, that the way that I write about these things is not when, when I use blonde haired lady for her or I use like Sabine for Sabine. This is just the way I think about them. It's not to detract from who they are as characters, because I don't know if this is a hot take in the four episodes I watch. Blonde haired lady is my favorite character. And I'm like, I would watch an eight episode series about her only. I loved what uh, Bo- Shin Shinkati? What was her name? Whatever, blonde haired lady. <laughs> yeah, she's great, and she does survive. Man, you might get more of her. I know you didn't. I know you read the the summary of the end, but the end was very baffling. I love those two characters too, and it was unbelievable that you get the last episode and. I, it, to say an afterthought is just very literal because at the end they're like, oh yeah, where were these guys? They're just looking out. They're they're somewhere around. 
They're still, and they have nothing to do with. Uh, they're in season two. Yes, that's something I want to get from you guys because I did not watch episode seven and eight. I do want to see what happened to those characters, and I know you've watched it, so you have that that knowledge. But no, I I loved all of uh, Ray Stevenson in what episode six or something like that. He's like, I've seen history repeat itself so many times that I want to be there at the start of a cycle to cancel the cycle. And I was like, did I click the wrong thing on Disney plus? This is too cool of an idea for this show. <laughs> oh, yay. We get to look at Rob's notes now. Oh, you shared them. Okay. Yeah, I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, Chris, sorry, did. Don't, ed- Chris, don't just- edit the pause out of the converse of the recording. Cause I sent that and it got real quiet. As soon as I put Rob's notes, in. we all heard a ding in our ears simultaneously. We're like, wait, what? Oh, it's just the one page. Oh. The the other the other thing that I want to mention. Zenger wants more pages. <laughs> well, Zenger was here for when we did the uh, the statistical analysis Star Wars Knights of Vader episode, so he's expecting like a diatribe from me. I didn't have that from Ahsoka. Um, oh, the other thing that I want to mention because it is earlier on. Uh, I think it's in episode three, the first episode Zach had me watch, uh, which I know is not going to be the focus at all of this. Um, episode three is the uh, they're going and they find this, the hyperspace ring for the first time. And at the end of that episode, I wrote down in my notes, like, nothing really happened in this episode. I don't know why Zach wanted me to watch this one and not start with four. But I do have to say, say Zach, I am so very thankful because... There is a moment where, I don't know, some characters are doing something in space, blah, 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 whatever. And the character of Morgan says, prepare turbo lasers. I have not laughed as hard as I have at the line taken very self-seriously, prepare turbo lasers. I have not laughed that hard in a long time. That's the Star Wars that I love, you know? Like, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But man, they take it so seriously. It's like the anti Taika Watiti, you know. It's like Taika Watiti can't take anything seriously, and Star Wars taking the stupidest thing in existence, turbo lasers. It's an Austin Powers joke. You did yourself a <laughs> disservice by not watching Episode Eight with Thrawn doing all of his tactical crap. Wait, well, I, I guess I missed that too. But do you no, know he was sitting there and he's like, he, he he was on point that entire episode. Like that's that's the Thrawn I like is the one that was like sitting there and almost everything he had a he had a plan within a plan within a plan to counter it. Yeah, but see, Zach and Rob, you guys are here. It is Spooktober right now. This is the most Spooktobery uh, Halloween, Halloweenish Star Wars thing ever. There <laughs> were zombies, and the zombie stormtroopers are now canonized and, and a real thing. And we we kind of hinted it with that Snake Eyes guy from the beginning because he kind of turned into a mist, a man made of gas. But this, uh, we actually got Me to too, see man. Me zombies too. fighting zombies. So yeah. I, I don't know about you guys. I will cede the floor. I want you guys to talk about episodes seven and eight. Um, if you have any more questions for me about three, four, five, or six, I would love to answer them. But, you know, I know that Zach got it all the way. That That's what I am hoping to bring to the table. Blonde-haired lady's great. I also have to say, Natasha Lou Bordizzo, the actress that plays Sabine, she was given some of the worst characterization and worst dialogue in the history of the written English language, and she pulled it <laughs> off like a champ. I thought she, I think she should win an Emmy, and not because she had good material and did it well, that she had bottom of the barrel garbage and made it into, like, I don't know, twine. 
<laughs> but please, please, you guys, go ahead. I got to know about 7 and 8, which is kind of oh, no, part no, no, of the reason no, no. I, I actually here. have a few questions because oh, I noticed uh-oh. a distinct lack of Thrawn in your review. So what? Were you just like, oh, it's some guy, whatever? Well, I knew who Thrawn was. And I think this was good for I, you. I, oh, yes. Well, I only know it because of you guys. So don't don't, you know, pat me on the back. Pat you guys on the back. You guys have taught me all my knowledge. Yes. Thank you. Um, I do want to say that when Thrawn appears, the literal note I have written down is that's not Pierce Brosnan. That's Elon Musk. <laughs> I think, wrong. I think that very a very long time ago, Zach showed me a picture of Thrawn, an illustrated picture. Pierce of Brosnan. He oh, was, hell yeah. And he said, who does this look like? And it was Pierce Brosnan. We all agreed. Yeah, that was a big banner they made for Celebration, I think. And it was clearly Pierce Brosnan. But I'm sure he didn't get paid anything. You think they'll do the Thrawn old McDonald this year? No. <laughs> I knew it was Lars Mikkelsen because Lars Mikkelsen, I believe, because of, you know, what um, Actors Guild stuff. He's in the credits of every episode, you know. Um, via Lars and Mars and via Star Wars. Yeah, I knew it was him, <laughs> but he looks a lot like Elon, like Smurf Elon Musk is how I referred to him, I think, one time in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zinger, you seem kind of excited, too. And I, I know you're like uh, uh, probably the biggest Thrawn stand of us all, like through, yeah. it, through the end of it. And I know proudly, of course. Well, what did you think finally of it that you finally got to see, you know, a little Thrawn arc on live action? So you prove? here's the thing that, that got me about the the Thrawning. Um, I, I was kind of like meh because I've always been meh on Thrawn that's not done by Timothy Zahn. Because I'm like, one, he's too evil in like the Rebels thing. He just kind of served the Empire. He wasn't really about the Empire. And that still carries over into this. But... I like the tactical stuff. I liked him, you know, having a plan within a plan. Him him basically winning and not gloating over it like anyone else would. He just basically was like, you know, long live the Empire. Boom, gone. Um, I like that. I like that when they got to the base, he had this, like... He, he was very composed, but every now and then he would, like, break a little bit. And I think that was them showing that he still cannot deal with the Force. Like, he cannot predict it. He can't uh, calculate for it. And the only thing he has to contem- to counteract that is these night sister, whatever, the, 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 the witches are helping him out with that. So, so that's kind of his counteraction to it. Because they were able to force open the door. And then when they're like, he, they made it in and everything, I thought that was, like I said, it grew on me. When I first saw him, I'm like, this isn't, but it's, he was always very calm and composed. And I like that. Like, I like that about Thrawn in the books and everything is he's always the, like, he always has a plan. And I he didn't really say perhaps enough, but you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll take what I can get right now. There was no I, real, and no mustache twirling or finger curling in his, you know, Thrawn throne. Well, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do any of that evil stuff. He's, he's like, three or four steps ahead of everybody. And he was in this, like every time he had like had the stuff that stood in his way, he was always able to just be like, able to overcome it. So that's all great though. I mean, that's just, we can all kind of agree. He looks yeah, cool. This, but this like, Season yeah. one, of course, uh, Zanger, I actually want to say I, I, from something I knew about uh, what you guys have taught me, Thrawn is like a tech, like a master tactician, right? Like you said, yeah. three or four steps ahead type of thing. Yeah. Um, that was something that I appreciated in his depiction, just knowing that 
kind of off the back of my head. Um, I loved at the end of, but, I think, episode six that he's like, you know, oh, Ahsoka's coming to this planet. I need information on her. Yep. And I was like, that's, I was like, that's not a star Wars thing. Like you leave the information to the bureaucrats in the Senate. You don't leave it to the nope. generals, you know, and, no, and to see that somebody that's awesome. Also, he's somebody that respects his troopers too. Like that's why they were willing to do so much for him. Cause if you notice we'll die, the tie fighters, when again for you, sir, the, the tie fighter pilots, when they got shot down, he made a comment of, you know, uh, commend them or, you know, give them accommodations for, for their service and everything. And his widow a ham. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And that's the thing. And that's why when he went down, he had the troopers that, you know, these troopers know that they're not going to make it. Zombie Bad widow. Hack. Well, anyways, they he he's like, they, they volunteer. These ones volunteered. Like I said, it was a big statement in my mind to see these troopers that were, they were following the cult of Thrawn, not the leader, like the, the, he's an Imperial leader. He's, we're going to follow him because we're told to, we're following him because we want to. This, this sounds like a lot of stuff that I did not see. I did not get the sense that any of these troops were zombies at all. They had, they had, Um, they had dilapidated armor and like damaged armor. I did not know that they were were, zombies. We didn't argue about that because that came in in episode eight. So at the very end, there, you know, there's a final, they're they're storming the castle and then they, they kill a bunch of them. And then the witches get in a circle and do the witch dance and they all get up. Are we the, the thriller? It's thriller time. Are you guys calling them witches? For my benefit, for the audience, no, there, are benefit, nice, they are there are witches. Okay, yeah. because yeah, I witches. absolutely love the line when they show up to the planet, like the Monstro Graveyard Planet, because I don't know what it's called otherwise. And blonde haired lady, my favorite character, goes more witches, and I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I saw an article today that said Magic the Gathering is stopping using the term witches because it's offensive to witches. And I was like, well, at least Disney's not taking them as serious religion. That's good. <laughs> Disney's going to have cartoon witches that get their heads cut off and their eyes turn black and make zombies. Chris, and stuff. Yes, you know. Chris, Ben and I would love to have you on an episode of a non-existent podcast where Ben rants about the state of Magic the Gathering because he yelled at me about that for like two hours yesterday. No, can, yeah. can I be on that too? I just want to yell back and be like, it's too expensive and hey, stop doing these Ben crossovers. knows both of you guys and, you know, he wants more people to yell about Magic the Gathering with. That's why I can't talk to him for two days out of the week because he yells at them for eight hours. <laughs> I think I spent $300 on Lord of the Rings magic cards. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's a rabbit hole. I won't even get into that. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, <clears throat> what did we think of episode seven and eight? Like, Chris, what thoughts on the conclusion of Ahsoka season one? I, I, I could have stopped at six, much like Rob. Uh, it was a bunch of tire spinning, uh, a bunch of in-the-moment delightful but superfluous cameos you know i like what like what's going on with the new republic apparently one senator can just undermine the supreme chancellor like i don't really know what's going on everybody just shuts up once they realize leia signed off on something i don't understand how the how this government functions it bothers me and uh like it's more bureaucratic bureaucratic than the empire it seems like it's so not weird. bureaucratic enough the, the the you know the old republic was like 
a real government and this is a cartoon government and there's like one dissenting guy who's just like shucks that harrison doula is always just doing whatever she wants it's like what is going on with this stuff it's scooby-doo i don't like it and uh and nothing happened and 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 rob was kind of right that thrawn never left the the planet because he only did in the last five seconds of the show and now we're gonna have to wait years if ever to find out what happened and it was very uh you know like it's just anticlimactic doesn't even sum it up like ahsoka's always just so pleased with herself she just sits there and nods smiles affirmatively no matter what just happened and like she's just like yep like we just lost thrawn got back to the regular galaxy we're just casually riding our space horses having a great day and it's Wolf. just like no Thanks. sense of urgency i don't know I, I i i enjoyed five and six and seven and eight were just weird tire spinning and uh yeah you think like a big event had literally the only thing big that happens is hey he got away it's like a, nothing nothing yeah big let them be, yeah. be set up for something we know is going to come for for forever it's like do something now to make us care about later and 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 Ray Stevenson, Dead. who passed away, he's still his character's still alive, stranded on this planet along with blonde hair lady, and it's like, and they already what? used Jack Black in in the other show, so he can't play Balin because that would have probably worked out great. He's got a big beard. <laughs> like Ahsoka was so worried about Thrawn getting back that whole time, and then when he does, and she's stuck on uh, Perilia with everyone else who like would be a a big help and uh you know she and as far as she knows the new republic has no warning that thrawn's coming back they're not taking it seriously. no she they do they knew ezra got back yeah but she doesn't they gotta put know. their faith in ezra like they did before i guess he's a single he was too afraid to go go up to thrawn's star destroyer like when he's by himself now he's by himself on there i don't think it was a foregone conclusion that he wouldn't have been captured but whatever. She's just very you satisfied. You can't capture be- Job of the Hut. Ha-ha. I, <laughs> I never under- I'm, I'm, I must be like really out to lunch. Like I never understood that meme. Like why would God like- dang it? Sorry, I just gotta point out how Canadian that statement was. Continue. I never understood Zinger, the meme. that is Job of the Hut. That is it's not nationalistic. I can't understand memes. memes because their grammar's so bad. They oh, literally no, 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 make no, 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 no sense. I, 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 I meant the I meant the out to lunch. Like that is something as Americans, I guarantee you, none of us know what the crap. Yeah, that we means. just keep eating constantly. There was lunch. <laughs> it was just we eat. <laughs> I wanted to say something, Zanger, that I wouldn't have to edit out later. That's why. That's what I went with. All right. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. You you would never hear that right here, but a Canadian. Oh man, they will belt that out like a like a champ. Anyways, what were we talking about? Well, also, Chris, I want to mention you guys do do not use my vernacular. Do not call her blonde haired lady. Call her what she should be called. That was me being stupid and not following the show. Give her the credit. She's great. I wish I even knew the actor's name. <laughs> we are adding blonde haired lady to the lexicon of big whiskey. <laughs> no, no. Big Maximus whiskey. Is- They're going to meet one day too. Big, big whiskey means blonde haired lady. Uh, no, face off. No. They're Jedi's. They're about the same skill level. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know uh, what? I, what? What's really what's a positive thing about this show to me is that even those the weird like Ahsoka, the cult of Ahsoka that's out there that I see on Facebook, even they are not satisfied with how the series ended, and that's how you know 
that a positive change will be made because they're not just accepting it as usual and just clapping like seals. They realize that this was a very unsatisfying ending. Well, Chris, I mean, uh, not, uh, of course, you guys cut me off. And Chris, edit me out as much as you want to because I'm, I'm a weirdo here. Um, you said in our group chat when it was like, what should I watch? Me, specifically Rob. What should Rob watch for this recording? I think you said something like, don't watch the ending because there isn't one. Is that kind of yeah. what you're getting at here? Yeah, I mean, you know, like this could have this could have been two hours long. The whole show. Well, well, my my question is is do do you guys agree that Chris with what Chris is saying that there is no ending, or that it is the modern TV ending of just loose threads to be picked up the next yeah, time sucks, the show starts? We're used to Star Wars, where like big things are supposed to happen, and as you know, the galaxy is it. You know, I, I don't know because we all are just uh, are I guess not as accepting of the fact that this is just a TV show, and that a lot of this and we should have been should have learned by now going through Obi Wan and Boba Fett and all this other stuff. Yeah, haven't you had like TV eighteen now, guys. TV it's not shows? Isn't Moon Knight part of the Star Wars universe or something <laughs> like that? Like I don't, I don't, I can't even keep up with them. You know, you know, I I, I did um in a in a bizarre. Uh, moment of masochism. I rewatched the the final duel between Obi Wan and Vader from the Kenobi show, and that was so offensive in every way that it made me realize that like the saber fights in Ahsoka are like kind of good, like as far as choreography compared to just like that dark blue CGI nightmare. But uh, you know that like th- it had that going for it. Of course, no one gets hurt or killed in any of the. It's probably six lightsaber duels that occur in uh, Ahsoka, but the choreography was a lot better. And just a detail question that uh, just it missed me. I know Ahsoka loses a lightsaber. Does she take the witch's sword? Yes, this is a real question, Rob. The witch got a hey, magic sword hey, to fight her. Um, does she I've, pick up the magic sword and take it with her? Does she I've, have a magic I've sword? I've read some Star Wars trivia questions that sound bizarre, so that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Okay, cool. Guys, I guess that's a new accessory for uh, so you guys, you guys see that Screen Rant article that I posted where it's like Screen Rant's title of their article is like this Mother Talzin's sword is made of indestructible metal and that's the title of their article and it's like whatever happened <laughs> first of all, can you just you're not supposed to be able to just manifest stuff with the force like physical objects that are handcrafted and by the way she said it's like tau tau she said it's tau's in sword right so like isn't that from isn't that from another galaxy so like how do they get it and like can they just make anything magically appear with their witch magic because that's not something the force can do and not only that but like indestructible metal like do we not have like a cannon of any kind anymore like whatever happened to like, cortosis fibro blades like whatever happened to like caring about like an explanation for these things like it's just indestructible metal thanks i'm glad you're around to tell us this stuff screen rant like you're so relevant like it's so great to have you like contributing to the discourse like what was that you can't just make stuff uh chris That's i want to i want to highlight we just said contribution to the discourse that's something I wanted to bring to the table here, but I don't want to get to that now. I want you guys to talk about seven and eight because I want to talk a lot more about five, but if you'll let me, but keep going seven and eight. I know that's the point of this. Well, I want to know what everyone's opinion on the troopers coming back to life. 
it's happened already in Clone Wars, so it's not that weird. They looked the same where they just had like green trails coming out of their eyeballs, basically. <laughs> it shows they weren't dead before that. Yeah, though. That's a, that's they didn't a big have thing. the green eyes yep. before they got resurrected. But then you have Yay. the dark, the uh, the death trooper, which has clearly been dead for a minute because he's well, like, I'm going to argue that death troopers go through some weird ass crap to become what they are. I love how I kind of edited myself and kind of didn't, but they go through some weird stuff. So who's to say that that's not just a normal one or one that's been heavily modified over, you know, and hasn't gotten his update, his um, booster shots or something. I don't know. I'm checking screen rant right now and nothing is. (laughs) But I'm saying they're not because they do not have the distinctive green eyes. I just think that that's just some weird death trooper thing. Yeah, you never saw his eyes. You do see their eye. You can see the glow through the helmet. Yeah, but that's just for the benefit of the mouth breathers. You wouldn't be able Whatever. to I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's some weird Death Trooper crap. Even though I did see some people posting that they were Purge Troopers, I'm like, the crap do you... Wh- how, why, and when? I thought they called them yeah. Night Troopers in this. Hold on. I'm okay, being okay. serious. I think they, they call them... Because they ever But the ones at the end, the ones that they trooper. faced up against at the end, Russ. <clears throat> that were okay, clearly yeah, Death Troopers, and they were yeah. making Death Trooper noises. And there's people that claim that they were purge troopers. And I'm like, I do not get where you're getting that logic from. Yeah. Purge troopers haven't been cool since the the ones that appeared in Kenobi, which were just like weak sauce versions of the, the Jedi Fallen Order purge troopers. <laughs> like, wow, good job making a, one of those hot toys. The most, least exciting trooper of all time. Congratulations. I'm sure it sold very well. Oh boy! All right. For the record, I'll oh, say Jesus. I rewatched I'm episode eight before somewhere. we started recording, and I kind of liked it more. Like I think if you go into Star Wars without expecting it to be like a religious experience, it's somewhat enjoyable. Kind of a novel take as a fanatic, but rewatching it without the expectation of oh, this is going to fundamentally alter the trajectory of my life, I ate it up. I thought it was fun. Like I get it; it's a little bit anticlimactic. But I think you get everything you need to out of this. Like, there's some comments. Oh, I got that and more. Well, yes. Like, even the whole thing with Balin at the end. Clearly, Balin's uh, like Peridia is the the. Okay, Rob, this is the buckle in for a second. Remember from three and a half years ago, we discussed the Mortis episodes of Clone Wars. Remember that the father, the son, the daughter from like the Rise of Skywalker era. Oh, yes. The bird shows up. The bird shows up. Only for the reason that Anakin meets that woman. And I made the joke that she's like, don't touch me. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I remember that joke. Very fun. I thought that you laughed really hard at that. That's why I remember it. But yes, Rob. So at the very end, the final, the only scene we get of Balin in episode eight is him standing on like a rock oh God, formation that's been carved to look like the father, the son, the daughter, the daughter statue, or whatever you want to call it, formation's been destroyed. The one that, oh, so she doesn't have a boyfriend anymore. <laughs> and so clearly. He has a point. Well, clearly. <laughs> you do now, my lovey. Peridia, the planet, is what Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka, the planet they're on in the Clone Wars episode. Okay. Really? Yes. So, Rob, you know one of my favorite tropes in entertainment it's from Transformers 4 
where Optimus Prime goes off to kill God. I know Zenger remembers this. <laughs> I wish I didn't. <laughs> as as we've said on Cinemodities multiple times, every movie should end with a character leaving to kill God. <laughs> I can think of two others. Pick any movie, you know. <laughs> so with that being said, Rob, the Ray Stevenson's character ends with him going off to kill Star Wars God. I'm all for that. I am too. It's just sad he's dead. The Ray Stevenson aspect of him going like, I keep seeing history repeat itself. I want to be here at the beginning of a cycle to actually institute change. I'm like, that's actually two layers of fascinating where everything else I've seen in the show is first layer superficial. I That's why I said I was like, did I click on the wrong show when this was happening? I would love that. I- and we joked not joked, but we kind of brought up the fact early on in this show that uh, that Shin might be his actual daughter. And I, I didn't even kind of put the association between I them. still don't think all, she is. Well, could, she could metaphorically be, though, if they were on that planet and they all have some kind of purpose there. Eh. Blonde-haired lady could be a daughter. Eh. Okay. Fine. Sorry to interrupt you, Rob. <laughs> I'm I'm just in awe of that. I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Zanger in over a year, and he still comes back with "uh" as a rebuttal. Uh. <laughs> Everybody, listen to our Wonder Woman 1984 episode on Cinemodities. That Zanger, you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> God, you thank you for making me remember that that exists, and I had to watch it. I almost purged it from my memory. Hey, I'll never let you forget that because I have the best take on that movie, which is too adult to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm so glad somebody brought it over to Joe because Joe, you're the only one I haven't heard about. What do you think of my predictions and my thoughts on these things? So preface that. Let's let's talk about talk about how great he is, and then whatever else you want to. No, you can tear me apart, Joe. I mean, Joe's been tearing me apart for years. I feel you know, but then go into your episode seven and eight. (laughs) What did I get right? You like the monster graveyard thing, right? That was that was a cool take. That was a nice take on that. <laughs> I like that. It was it was kind of catchy, and uh, I might be using that when I talk about it with my my daughter. Maybe she'll get it. But uh, no, you, you had very insightful things going on there. Um, okay, now you're reading too much into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice. Uh, Try less. But seven and eight, seven and eight. You knew it, it's just like the the ending of Rebels. If you sit there and you look at it, you know, because what did, what did it do? It set itself up for a continuation. The story's not over yet, which means it's an opening. If they don't do it, then guess what? Okay, the movie's going to be the one that, that polishes it off. And they already said that that's, that's going to be written. They want to get that out really quick. Um, but it's nothing more than a vehicle. It shouldn't have been called the Soak. It should have been called Rebels. That's what it should have been. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm it, surprised that we didn't get a Freddie Prince Jr. Worst Ghost. We did actually. Um, that would have been cool, especially him seeing his son as a. Once his son starts getting tapping into the force, you think that he would show up, or maybe he came on the shuttle with Ezra afterwards, which would have been a nice, nice thing. But, Who's gonna uh, ask Rob about Jason Sindula? Uh, uh, who, who's going to cue me into what you mean by Freddie Prince Jr.? Like, what what are we talking about now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. was at, was uh, Jason Sedula's father in Rebels. The green-haired kid that sat there and was like, they're in the ocean. 
I can hear them. He was this, the voice actor. I will not. I will not start to discuss that because that's a whole whole different tangent, <laughs> which you guys are not on yet, of course. <laughs> so I, I, it's did it end what like how I wanted it? I don't think they had enough episodes for it to actually end. It was just a setup. You know, it's it. They didn't even set it up to the other stuff that they've already put out. Like you didn't see anything about Boba Fett. You didn't see anything about the Mandalorian. Nothing. You know, I think if you're going to be sitting there in world building with this one show, that you should have a little bit more people. No, they they did. They had that one captain guy that's everywhere and nowhere. Yeah, but they, that's a and very. Gets, and gets three out of his five squad. No, two out of his. Two out of his five squad <laughs> members killed. That's a very thin connective tissue for like a big universe that they want to do is one guy that sits there in a in an x-wing kind of sit carson don't diss carson so i like your connection to rebels though and and you know it did kind of end in a similar way and i think it also goes to show that filoni is is way too attached to all these characters he, he just barely put anyone in peril. Yeah, he get, got Kanan got killed a while ago. But think of it. There's no other rebel character that he just is, you know, put the stakes up a little, Filoni. It, I, and I know I sound like I'm complaining a lot. I did like the show a lot. I just maybe it's a good thing to want more and be let down by it. But whatever. Uh, but, yeah, he's too scared to get any of these guys in any real uh, trouble. Like none of them are getting killed anytime no, soon. Those are it takes babies. away from it, man. It takes away from drama and motivation for these other folks. Those are his babies. That's why he doesn't want to, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. As 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 long as they're still alive, he could sit there and and do with what he pleases. Those are his toys. No one else can play with them. He has a point. I I uh, I want to bring up something that I think Joe, what you just said contradicts what Chris said earlier, and I I think I'm more on Chris's side. Joe, you just said that you know they didn't have enough time to do certain things, or something along those lines. You know. I, I think they had too much time. These episodes average out to 42 minutes each, and nothing happens in any single episode. I think, Chris, you said it before. I don't know if you're talking about the whole series or the season or the last two episodes. I think this could have been a movie. Like, when I was watching this, yeah. I, I said to Zach, you know, through Facebook messages, our personal Facebook message, I was like, why are these episodes so long, you know? And as I'm watching them, I'm going... They really didn't do much in 40 minutes, you know? Well, one, the credits are seven minutes long in each episode, which is baffling to me. But as they're going through them, I'm like, I can I can mention or I can hit on the top three plot points that you could have told in an 11-minute episode or, or maybe a 20-minute episode. I don't know how long Rebels was. Yeah. I think this episode was stretched too thin, and I think it was too superficial because it was stretched that thin. Yeah, well, it's just it, this happens when you, when the first piece of information the the studio decides is how many episodes there will be. And uh, yeah, it has been brought up a lot that this should have just been the sequel trilogy. Also, that, that you know maybe this would have been a better way to approach it. You could have probably do done a, a three movie set of this of this uh, series. You know, the setup movie, the second movie is where we ended here, where. Um, where, uh, you know, Thrawn gets to go away into a different galaxy in the third film about, you know, dealing with all that and having a big conflict. But, you know, this is what we get. This is not uh, maybe what we had wanted, but I don't know. 
I, I think to that end, uh, my, the favorite episodes of the episodes I watched was episode four because I felt like there were clear stakes established. You know, they have to, they're trying to fix their ship, but they're also trying to get the map. You know, they go out into the woods. They have a clear goal. They branch off like characters are fighting and then they all reconvene at the end. Like it felt like a three act structure where all the other episodes were just like, you know, let's take the base concept and stretch it to its limit. Um, and, you know, I, I, I felt like a lot of the times at the end of watching these, I was like, why? Like, wh- they, sh- they could have got this done in the time it took them. Maybe here's the better way to say it. When I would watch the following episode, I would watch the recap, you know, because that's what starts on Disney+. And when I would, watch the, when I would watch the recap, I'd go, oh, yeah, that, that was the entire story. Like, so if the recap works just as well, like the two and a half minute recap works just as well as the 40 minute episode. Shouldn't you be saying like, Oh, we're, we're, we're losing some ground here. We're, we're misusing our time here. Yeah. Filoni didn't have enough story for eight episodes or he wasn't authorized to like take the story past the ending of this point. And, you know, they said how many episodes he needed to have and he made it fit for that. And, you know, this part of it, you know, the audience is part of the problem because like, when you get real short episodes of Kenobi or the Mandalorian, like there's some massive, you know, they, they make this stuff for the vote, the vocal minority on social media, basically not realizing that 90% of their audience never writes anything on social media. So people complain about the duration. They're like, Oh man, we're there. You're starving us here. That was only 20 minute episode. But you know, if nothing happens, they can make it longer for you. Yeah, it was so it's short no and it was so good. It should have been longer. It's like, well, maybe that might have been why you liked it so much. Just yeah, settle yeah. down and, a little and, bit. And That's Joe, I don't want to, I don't want to throw you under the bus with that. I mean, I, I agreed with Chris in that sense. What made you think it was? I know you mentioned world building, and and you guys are the more fanatics. You know, like you guys see Star Wars the way I see Adventure Time, where like I want more than eleven minutes an episode. You know, I can see the lore, and I, I. I treat Adventure Time like you guys treat Star Wars. What in this Joe gave you that sense of like, oh, they needed more time to world build or to flesh out thing? Like, what would you have like fleshed out more? Because I couldn't grasp onto anything that I wanted fleshed out more. Well, it, it's just it, it, Thrawn at the end it comes by Daphmir, and that's it. Boom, end of story. You know, there's no cut, ending, so there's no more ending. episodes after that. But the thing <laughs> is that they wasted a lot of time, so they couldn't do what they needed to do. And that was that's that's been the, that's been the thing since since they started these Disney Plus shows. You know, it's you know you could edit down. It's almost like they're they're just putting out there the rough cut, and they're not even worrying about editing these things because oh, when we get a box set, we'll edit them down to what you could do, and you could get a decent two hour episode out of them. And that's basically it. All they're doing is they're they're manufacturing content and that's all they're doing you know it's it's like they got the old people from the cw shows that used to do the dc on cw shows and they're just churning out stuff then you can sit there and boil that thing down and you can have like probably a nice two-hour movie instead of having all the touchy-feely emotional crap and you just deal with the stuff that people want to see Speaking of CW, man, what do you think of, uh, we didn't even bring up Hayden Christensen's Anakin at all to you, Rob. What do you think of seeing old, uh, did you see him in any of the ones you watched? I did. I watched episode, I watched episode five. That is the big uh, Hayden Christensen episode, which I, I do want to bring up. But I, like I said earlier, I don't want to derail. You buy it? You like, did you like? I didn't want to derail the seven and eight. But Joe, I, 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 you bring up a great point. 
I mean, when I think of CW, I think of Zach's going to know this tried and true Smallville. I've seen all of Smallville because my dad made me watch all of Smallville. That show is filler to the maximum. <laughs> I think one of the week filler. Fi- yeah, it. exactly. I think there's episodes where literally the only thing that's not filler is the Raimi zero theme song to that episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but I agree with you. Maybe I misunderstood you, Joe. You're talking more about they should have fleshed out the ending rather than spin their wheels for the first seven episodes. Exactly. If they didn't have a 20-minute oh, okay. scene okay. where they're sitting there talking about nonsense or having Rosaria Dawson sit there and sternly look and smirk in the camera, you know, maybe they could have had some more time to actually develop a story in a little bit more coherent way. Before, before we get to Anakin, this thing I want to pick up on Rob. I don't know about you, Rob, but I got a very strong Denis Villeneuve Dune vibe from this show. Oh my god, yes! Like you listen between the music, how it was shot, the like art design, set design. Mm-hmm. I got a contemporary Dune from this. No, one hundred percent. And I, I'm I'm actually a little upset to say that I got the strongest sense from that from the favorite of the four I watched, which was Episode Four. Um, and, and Russ, I believe you were the one who made the joke in the intro where you said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking off into the distance majestically. Um, you know, you know, the mantra, like the Coen brothers brought it into frame, but it's existed for a long time. You get into the scene after it starts and you end the scene before it ends. I do not know what the directors of this show were doing, but in episode four, and I don't have written down, I'm sorry, who directed that episode, there are so many like cutbacks, like Ahsoka, Sabine, whatever, uh, David Tennant robot, they'll be doing something. It'll cut back to like Stonehenge where they're setting up the map and the scene will just start with, I'm not kidding you, 15 to 20 seconds of Ray Stevenson just looking off camera. Like like it was, it's a, it's a promotional still. Mm. He lived. He lived on that piece of the volume for like three episodes. <laughs> yes, He's just like yes. They, there's no sets. He just hung out that like on the edge of that red forest where the where the map was. It's like that was clearly the volume. They're just loitering around there because like we're only authorized to design three or four more CGI sets, and one of them's gonna be this big podium at the end where they're gonna stay for like three episodes. So like you know, it's it it's just the it's something to do with the budget. Or like the well, pre-described limitations. That that's where I don't even know if it's a budget thing, if it's a limitations thing. I think it's an editing thing. Like, sure, they're gonna shoot as much as they need, and like I said, it, it comes across as promotional photos. But there are at least three cuts to Ray Stevenson or Morgan or Ray Stevenson and Morgan together, where the scene starts. You do the, you do the Star Wars wipe, you know, and it cuts to them standing in front, like looking out into the ocean, and they're doing nothing and here's the thing it's it's not like it's not like you know this they're waiting i can't even say oh the editing's wrong and we're waiting for them to hear action other people are doing things in the background and it it plays to me like ray stevenson and morgan are like bad chili's managers that are stoned out of their mind and they sit there and do nothing until someone asks them for something and i'm like 
who would I'm like, who would include this? And it comes across as padding the runtime is is kind of what I led on to. It's the ch- it's the cheapest way to pad the runtime. You there's no choreography. Yeah. It's two actors. They're just you know, they're having this drawn out conversation that really is very speculative and doesn't have anything to do with the core. But they're not even having a conversation. I would buy that if it cut into the scene where they're talking to each other. It cuts into the scene with them in promotional still stance, not talking to each other. And then a grunt comes up and goes, we think we have knowledge of where Ahsoka is in the forest. And they go, ah, yes, I am involved in this mission, you know? And it's baffling to me. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's the same thing that the first episode Zach had me watch was episode three. And the cold open of that episode is uh, Sabine doing some training with David Tennant Robot. After David Tennant Robot and Sabine do their thing, it cuts to, you know, Ahsoka going, oh, I'm going to put the visor on you and you have to see other than your eyes, which I'm fine with. I have no problem with that. You know, I'm guessing it's a harken back to like Luke with the blaster little ball or whatever you know like see without your eyes use the force Henry sugar yeah but throughout that entire sequence it keeps cutting back to insert shots of a robot it keeps cutting back like ahsoka will say something like like sabine will go i think you're over here and ahsoka will be like no i'm over here and they'll cut to david Tennant robot an emotionless like void of meaning And I'm like, what is this supposed to add in terms of storytelling? Because this character cannot emote. It can't give us context to how we are supposed to feel about these two characters interacting. What are we doing here? We're padding the runtime. And when the episodes are already at an average 42 minutes long, you don't need to pad the runtime with shots of a robot. And I really want to make it clear, I am angry that they show us robots with eyes on screen, because that should never exist. But two, I'm more angry on the fact that they're cutting to it in terms of like, we should gain something from this insert shot. We should gain something from this character's reaction to what's going on. It's supposed to contextualize how the audience is going to feel. But it's a robot. It doesn't it blinks. The David Tennant robot blinks. What are we supposed to take oh, from people blinks? People love that robot. They're like, he's the oldest robot ever. He's the coolest. He's seen everything go down. I hope he gets scrapped for parts. A lot of people <laughs> love that guy. His name, he, he and he's he's one of the few robots that doesn't have a beep boop two five nine or number. His name is Hu Yang, right? Yeah, he just has a dude's name. Russ, you're name. speaking my language. He doesn't have beep by beep bop two five nine or three five zero nine or at all. But uh, I think you guys guy. know what I'm saying. That this extends for my dislike for robots, which is still tried and true. Nothing's changed. I do not understand why they would include reaction shots from an emotionless character. That blew my mind. Well, I, it's, uh, you know, his eyes are also like like L's, L, LED displays to provide extra emotion and characterization rather than just being static objects like C-3PO's eyes, for example. He's a teacher bot. He's supposed to be, uh, you know, compassionate. It's probably a good thing that he doesn't have emotions because, you know, he's... He's trained like 10,000 little Jedi who are all now dead. But, um, you know, that'd be a lot of way on him, right? But um, he had to delete all those files very sadly. What about It is funny when Ezra like finally interacts with him and he's and it's like sort of dawns on Ezra that he's like, oh, man, you like taught Kanan how to build a lightsaber. Like you've been around that long. You're actually like the Jedi Council's like primary like padawan lightsaber training droid it's he's sort of like 
how do you still exist? <laughs> and like, where have you been? <laughs> it's implausible that he's like there. It, you know, it's like, and I, I don't think they've addressed that at, at, like anywhere really. Like whatever happened to like, like, like why, like how did he survive? Why is he still around? Like, wh- like why, you know what I mean? Like all those, you'd think all those assets would have been uh, picked up. Yeah, a ship full of lightsaber parts flying around with a droid in it. You would think that yeah. the Empire might have, Anakin might have known about that guy and been like, hey, you know what? I used to know this droid, uh, this droid who had all the lightsabers. Yeah, that, that's actually him. a good point. I did not know that he had that that uh, David Tennant robot. Uh, and and here, this is difference from Blonde Haired Lady. I love Blonde Haired Lady. I know her name now. I'm going to continue to call her Blonde Haired Lady. I know that this droid is called Hu Yang. That's stupid. Droids and machines should be called numbers. They should never get real names. You should never put eyes on them. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's beside it the point. Actually stands for like ancient numbers in Star Wars, uh, where eight whatever. was one. And- I did not know that he was such an ancient character until something like um, he says, like I knew Anakin or something like that. You know that that comes up in Episode Six or uh, Five or Six that I maybe Six. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wish. I wish that would have played to the common audience like me, other than the Star Wars people like you guys. <laughs> but I know I can't ask for too much. Yeah, he's possibly the oldest ca- canonical character. Well, we yeah. got to put a stop to that because he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think you guys know what I'm saying is that is that the padding of the runtime, the the usage of those insert shots, the uh, the starting the scene of just looking off into the distance. Um, that's why I would say, even though I loved Sabine and blonde haired lady, they were my favorite characters. I think my least favorite characters were the writer and the cinematographer. Like they, that, like, or the director, maybe like the director did not know what was going on. An editor goes hand in hand, but I don't know if we've talked a lot about the writer of this stuff. I despised some of the writing in this show. I don't know if you guys have talked about that, um, in the first did you do two two per discussion type of thing? However many episodes you guys did, yeah. I think some of this writing is bottom of the barrel, annoying, and like when I was watching episodes three, four, five, and uh, yeah, three, four, five, and six, I was like, I cannot believe they included some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The way that we've moved through security, uh, cybersecurity, and intelligence and technology, we need to update our writing. And and that is exactly why I think <laughs> Mahler and Little Platoon and Fringy and all these stuff, they fail because they're looking at it from like a perspective that was established 100 years ago. Wow, I couldn't disagree more. But anyways, um, there is... <laughs> Like uh, Russ is not coming back, so uh, I need to know. You can, uh, you, or was that was that? Do you actually disagree, Chris, or was that the sting? Yeah, for the I end? absolutely disagree because the content they're making now is all disposable and no one will remember it. So it's obviously being written wrong. But never mind that, Chris. You pick a movie that you want to be on Cinematities for, and Ben, you and I will have a great philosophical discussion that will have nothing to do with the movie you picked. I don't know. Literally, Chris, you pick you pick Fifty Shades of Grey, and we'll talk about nothing. About Fifty Shades of Grey. We'll talk about There's this. Nothing, Fifty Shades of Grey doesn't... It's not the deepest thing in the world anyway. It's all good. That was just... It came, okay, okay. Chris and I have not talked in a long time. I can tell. There's a reason we've had him on the podcast before. Right, Zach? That's why we love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. The, okay. Just to kind of bring this to a head, the thing with Ahsoka, like, again, re-watching that eighth episode again before recording this... I think again, it's it's the problem, which is probably less Star Wars and more just contemporary media. Like, absolutely, I have no idea if the last fifteen minutes is 
it's going to ever show up in a recording. I don't think so. But not if God loves us. And the God loves the audience too. It's the idea that, yes, Disney's churning out so much that it's becoming disposable just by quantity, not quality. Again, I did not like Kenobi, but Kenobi had some really great moments that really punctuated characters. Was it worth the six hours that it took to get those like three moments? Most likely no, but they're memorable and it's nice. Again, it's nice punctuation. Nothing beyond that. This I do think was something different. This feels a smidge more special than other Star Wars nonsense. Um, I look forward to rewatching this. Not the first two episodes. I will most likely do the Rob thing of probably four, five, six, seven, and eight. No more in that vein. Skip three. Prepare turbo lasers. Don't skip that. (laughs) That's great. Xander did make a great point that like there is a lot of Thrawn just like glaring like at like probably a blue coffee table in the void and being like rain hellfire. <laughs> like it's clunky. Um, I will say not I to love do- it. God dang it. Do I love it? Oh, my God. Just real quick. This to tie something to other clunky contemporary Disney sci fi dialogue. I, I Rob, I want to tell you about the creator for one scene because the way oh, you no. love – turbo lasers there's a moment and chris can corroborate this where there's a robot with arms and legs and a voice in some form of beep boop trash can sentience okay okay i'm with you i'm gonna step on its head and kill it immediately okay chris knows where this is going it does that for itself it's a suicide robot its job is they activate it and it runs into a room just to blow up Uh, but but, no no no, okay gareth edwards is pulling off of futurama now whoa 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 whoa. (laughs) hold on a sec chris who's the name of evil sci-fi lady in the creator is that francis mcdormand I didn't recognize a single actor in that whole movie, except Ken Watanabe. Oh, Allison Janney. It's Allison Janney. Al- I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. She's She's been on a, sit- a CBS sitcom for way too long. She can go to a <laughs> movie like this. Okay, okay, that's okay, okay. Put a pin in that for a moment, Rob. But going back <laughs> to the suicide robot, there's a line of – there's two of them. It, it's the same like model, whatever. Just, just go with it. At one point, they activate the suicide robot and goes – it's been a pleasure to serve you, ma'am, as it goes charging to like kill like a room full of people. And I audibly had to cover my face and go oh, as to, to stop the laughter of a suicide robot before it does its job to thank the person who just pushed a button on it. Says, it's been a pleasure you, to serve you. Zach, Zach, are you saying you covered your face in the theater in public? Yes. What? Why? I was laughing. What? Let it, it out. Let it out. <laughs> Zach, we talked about this. On which has already come out, our There's Piranha decorum, 3D Rob, episode. You must subscribe to. Own, own the comedy. Own the real comedy. I can tell you for a fact, when I saw Barbie on opening night, when Barbie is crying in the street and she says, she thinks I'm a fascist, but I don't, could eat, I don't even control the railways. I laughed as hard as I could and nobody else in this 150-filled theater did. Own it, Zach. Don't cover your mouth. Own it. Come on. <laughs> yes. Anyway, though, tangent aside, the point being is that I think Ahsoka will have a better legacy than things like the Book of Bubba Fett. Um, uh, oh, God. What was the other show that came out? Mandalorian Season 3. Like, Moon stuff Moon that's Knight. disposable. Like, we, we laugh at Moff Gideon and, like, mech 
Darth Maul armor. Secret invasion is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Let the record state that Zach did not include Andor in the disposable garbage Star Wars list. Yay! Because it's different. It's different. I still don't think it's proper Star Wars. Is it actually um, true that the subtitle of Andor is Andor colon Diego Luna's paycheck? Is that actually true? Because <laughs> nobody heard about that other than Diego Luna's family, right? He earned every penny, man. That was that was that was some real Good. stuff. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, they he's, put it on film. He's, he's come a long way since what Amores Peros with uh Inaritu, you know, doing naked scenes. Oh Good for God. him. Good for him. <laughs> Dude, he, that show was just him having like horribly rough time after horribly rough time. Like, <laughs> so so he <laughs> never escaped Inaritu. Okay, I see what it is. <laughs> anyway, though, I. Again, I think Ahsoka's. I think Ahsoka still is what the episode seven should have been, as in Star Wars. Um, sprinkle in some some Luke, Leia, and Han. It should have been what the sequel trilogy is. Thrawn is the villain that Star Wars needs to grow into, away from the evil space wizard archetype, which is what I've been saying for years. Um, I look forward to whatever clunky way they clearly introduce the First Order in this in this new. Um, I don't story. think they're going to. They will. You're already good. Season three with the Praetorian Guard. It's there. It's coming. Like, it's it's a matter of just how long it takes the train to get to the station. You guys keep using the word clunky. Isn't there a syllable you're missing? Aren't? Isn't the goal of this to say it's clunky? Right? Am I missing uh, something? Where's Russ? Oh, man. Russ had to go back to his plan at the wrong time. Am I digging too much of a hole for my unknowledge of Star Wars right now? <laughs> I also Funny. love the fact that our our audience will never see this, but I literally went on that whole diatribe for the entire time Joe was vaping. <laughs> like he took the longest drag I've ever seen anybody take on a vape. And I'm sorry, Joe, if I'm grading on you that hard that you know oh, he's vaping again. Okay. Okay. You guys need to mute me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm so you're better than that. <laughs> you you owe this podcast better than that. I'm sorry I outed you. Yeah, no. Like I said, I I am I am content with Ahsoka. Um, I I should say because Rob said before we started like, in the group chat earlier today, he goes, basically, how much Lego talk is there going to be? <laughs> hey, and like I that's the, the most condescending way to discourage Chris and I's like sub religion within the Star Wars uh, um, fanaticism that we hold. But I will say that after watching the the whatever it was Tuesday episode, I did go out and get the UCS Venator, Chris. I drove to three different Lego stores to get that. For God's sake, Zach, how do you have the time? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, you were telling me let's watch. Like you you told me let's watch Ahsoka, and I was like, okay, I gotta do it because it's Zach and it's the Knights of Vader. I gotta make a big comeback, and I was like looking at my list, and I'm like. Oh my god! I have seventeen hours of content to watch, and I'm adding Ahsoka to this. Oh my god! Hey, all you guys better be acceptable. Zayn, we're talking about Lego. I'm in one of the weird positions. I have day off, so thankfully I have tomorrow off. Uh, Peoples. In oh, oh, Zanger. Yes, you. <laughs> um, Chris, bleep out the bleep out both and. Let's bleep it all out. I don't know. I don't know, Chris, how much you've listened to of uh, the the cinematities where Zach has not been around. But I, I love 
to take anything Ben says and bleep out random words because it makes it 10,000 times funnier. <laughs> because I know Ben will never listen back to the episodes. And he'll be like, yeah, you know, I made some pasta and some butter sauce last night. And the way I'll edit it will be like, I made some boop and boop sauce last night. It's <laughs> infinitely funnier. <laughs> Oh, are you talking about the Millennium Falcon holiday diorama? No, I I got the Venator. Get, what are you talking about? Okay, I'll stop. You guys, you guys Lego. take us out. I know you guys don't want to. As I said, yeah. I could go for hours. I got notes. So conclude this episode of Knights of Vader, Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group uh, to hear more from us. Tell Rob that like, Rob occasionally posts in the Facebook group. Oh, not um, in a long time, but every once in a while, maybe this will be my uh, reintroduction to it for sure. Yeah, Knights of Vader on Facebook. Chris is on Instagram at KOV Podcast. Tell him how much you dislike the uh, Rob's uh, thesis. <laughs> if you like what you hear, please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a nice rating on the Spotify machine. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. You're welcome. And when you're not listening to me and Rob on this podcast, you can join us for Monstober, not like Spooktober, as, as Russell is erroneously calling oh, it. Oh, I'm glad uh, you October. brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think uh, – I don't know what Chris's uh, recording uh, – sorry, editing schedule is like, but um, either uh, when this comes out, the most recent episode will be The Mummy 2017 or The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that right, Zach? It could be one or the other. Be one or most the other. most likely. And it might not even be either of those, but hey, it's already out, so you can listen to it. I know for a fact you can listen to us talk Piranha 3D, Jerry O'Connell's greatest performance ever. <laughs> and hey, if that doesn't intrigue you to listen to a movie podcast, I don't know what will. All right, Rob. Uh, we'll count that as your plug. Chris, what are you up to when you're not uh, reveling in the insanity of fat Bib Fortuna action figures? Like I've said before, Fat Bib Fortuna action figure is a monument to our collective sins and should be uh, put put on a high pedestal where can, all can, can I, see can how I bad. And ask, is, is that what we're seeing right now in our in our video, Chris? Is that Fat yeah. Bib Fortuna? Yeah, look how fat so, he is on the card back. So here's my thing. You know, you guys know, even though it might be years ago, I love Return of the Jedi. That's my favorite Star Wars movie. That's the one that even when I watch years later, I still love. Bib Fortuna gets fatter than that, dude. He gets he he takes over. Rob, the you're aware of this when you're. We did Mandalorian season two finale where the end is oh, Boba Fett that's shooting the him. Post credit scene, right? Yes. Yeah. But you were yeah, mad about whole, that. They made yeah, but a, look. They they made a scene. They made, uh, sorry. They made an action figure about that oh, post credit scene. Not only that, but they gave you like the whole palace with the big chair that you could even put him in if you want to. How about this? I want to throw something out here, and I'm sorry to uh, you know jump into both Zenger and Joe's final thoughts. Um, if this episode of the podcast gets 100,000 likes, I will fly to Chris's place. I don't know where Chris lives. I know he lives <laughs> in Canada somewhere. If this episode gets 100,000 likes, I will fly to where Chris is. Chris, I'll treat you to a good meal. I'll treat you to a king's meal. We'll have a good time. And even though, Chris, we've had our ups and downs over the past, you've seen me. You've seen me in the moments where I don't want to be seen. So here we go. We'll meet up together. We'll have a good time. And I will literally eat Fat Bib Fortuna's action figure. 100,000 likes. 
or upvotes. I don't know how this gets done, but Chris, would you agree to that? Because Chris has to agree. I, I can't. Oh. Uh, Agree. I will not. I will. I'll so agree to that because I have two fat bib Fortuna action figures. <laughs> well, that's fine. Okay, so it's on me. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Like, this also gives incentive. Like Chris, like pump this everywhere you can. If you if you want to prime this on Cinemodities, Zach and I can talk. You know. Yeah. If we get one hundred thousand up dudes, up vote, up pumps, whatever they're called on the internet these days. I will, eat, like button. I will eat this action figure on Mike, and it will be the greatest thing that, to ever happen on YouTube, okay? Mike Trump, well, we're, here yeah, we go. Not, not only that, but now on Spotify, you can give reviews of specific episodes, not just the show, so you can yeah, get uh, it on Spotify. Uh, okay, and, okay, Chris, that's something we don't talk about because Cinematis has not had a good track record with that. <laughs> 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 well, you can re- get on there and write how much you would love to see Rob eat the fat bit before you're And Zanger, figure. you are also not allowed into this because I know that from our our history, not recent, but our history, you go to a Mothman festival that increases uh, the amount of Mothman sauces every year. I'm going to eat this dry. I don't need any Mothman sauces. I'm going to eat this dry. How about that? This is a, this is a long-run goal. I got I actually hope this yeah. is a long run goal. And, um, I don't want to have to do this in two months. I do not want to have to take PTO from my new job to say I'm going to Canada to eat an action figure. <laughs> oh well, I would, I would make an event about it. I would get someone who worked on the original Star Wars there to like sign a paper. Well, to, like, now you're selling you- me on it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're you know, talking so about the-, the best thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get like the guy who invented the lightsaber to like witness you eating the fat bit Fortuna action figure. Well, now, yeah. now you're making but, um, me want to do it. Well, all that being said, I have to just, I, I know I interjected and I have to say it though. Thank you for having me on again, Zach, Chris, Zenger, Joe, Russ, all of you guys. Mark, yeah, dare Russ, I say Zach, Ru- Mark, Russ, thank you. <laughs> Russ, uh, Russ got into some trouble and died on the way back to his home planet, so he can't oh, be with yeah. us to end the episode. I, I would but, like uh, to think he yeah. got swallowed by Monstro, dare I say. Um, but do not let me take up, do not let me take up any more of my time because for a fact, about 15 seconds ago, I just heard my neighbors bang against the wall, so I'm being too loud. So uh, I will take it out from here. Thank you guys for having Zenger, me. Zenger, put this out. Come on, me, Zenger. Just, just interject, Zenger. If we get twenty, that what, what was yours? Ten thousand. I, I will, I will be in deep oh, conversation with Chris. Okay, so for if we get hundred and one thousand, because I'm realizing I need to eat some plastic. Uh, but you know. So, so if we get a hundred and one thousand, if we just get that one more like, I will personally Zenger, go to Zach's house and smash his star destroyer. Zenger, you were wrong off the bat because he did not. One hundred and one thousand is one thousand more than one hundred thousand. <laughs> you should have said one thousand and one, dude. The teaching Whatever. job I just took is teaching ex offenders to get their GED. I'm teaching them how to add. Do you need to teach me? To teach you how to add? Okay, Mr. Pow. Mr. Dude, I'm, I'm in the middle of playing. Um, I'm still playing Power Simulator, so you know where my focus is. Anyways, find more from Zygnus at, at wherever you find Zygnus stuff. Joe, just shoot this podcast in the head. Just do 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 the lightsaber to the Death Troopers temple right now. <laughs> Every time I've had a bad take, Joe just smokes his vape, and I'm like, yeah, that's what most of my friends do when I have a bad take. So, Joe, I'm with you, man. <laughs>
I got you. I got you, Rob. <laughs> but Chris, that is that is an awesome piece of hardware that you got showing there. I'm hoping that uh, if he doesn't eat it, you should get it bronzed and put on a necklace so you can sit there. <laughs> and if we do get a hundred thousand <laughs> likes or whatever it is for this episode. I'm curious, Rob, would you eat the package in the blister along with the figure? Uh, honestly, I would rather eat the package than the figure. The package is cardboard that I have a chance at digesting. Well, would it be before the, or after? The plasticine figure is something that will destroy my intestines. Like, if I eat that, I would immediately need to go to a doctor and go, do you need to pump my stomach? Like, and my intestines handle this. And hey, it all depends too, uh, Chris. Where is the where is this toy manufactured? Because if it's if it's any any other place, you know, that I don't, I don't oh, trust the Joe, China stuff because it's lead in plastic and everything. Joe, China. I, I don't understand oh. this, Joe. Why are you so much on my side that you're checking for lead poisoning for me? You know, uh, hey, like why why are you in my corner? You're Clint Eastwood in my million dollar baby corner right here. I know, but I'm I'm just trying to help you out here. So what you need to do is need something to counteract the lead when you eat <laughs> when you eat that figure. I I think that uh we've so. set up a future series of Knights of Vader. It's got a lot of mastication there, right there, <laughs> chomping on that, a lot of grinding. <laughs> and I was worried at one point in this discussion that it would not live up to the Mandalorian season three with the big whiskey term being coined. Little did I know that eating fat Bib Fortuna was going to be the icing on the cake. Hey, you guys should know when I come to Star Wars, I come to play. Here we go. <laughs> I I uh, I'm actually glad that. As I started this discussion, I was very timid, and I was like, I don't want to step on your toes, and you guys just welcomed me in like you have in the last, well, have not have for the last two years, and I was able to make these waves. So everybody on the internet, like this video, subscribe to it, hit that bell, take, Zach, we take know. Take that like button to Pound Town. We take that like button to Pound Town. How many times, Zach, you remember? An odd number of times. No! An even number of times. <laughs> what are you doing over here? Come on. Actually, I think it is an odd number of times. I just want to say that joke. Um, All right. In the words of Balin Skull, we have to end the cycle of violence that repeats. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. I have to say at the end of this episode, and I hope you include this, Chris, uh, Zenger is completely devoid of his screen. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking to, to four people. I am talking to four people. One of them is gone. <laughs> Two of them are gone now. <laughs>